Phil Buzz Ruffett on the line. Good morning, Buzz. You did leave early, but luckily yeah. the Swans hung on, mate. Yeah, look, it's interesting you guys talking about those moments. What you didn't have back then was a, a smartphone. Correct, yeah. And you didn't have a Foxtel Go app on your phone. I have, you got it. So I got it now, Buzz. How It's gold, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> as much as I wanted to stay at the AFL, I had a function on at Alliance and I was already running late for it. But as I left the ground, I, I, I watched the game the last 10 minutes <laughs> on the phone. And look, it wasn't the same as being there, but... Uh, I tell you what, though, geez, it was a, it was an unbelievable feeling to beat those two footy games yesterday. Sold out venues, wonderful atmosphere, and look, the AFL game was obviously an epic. What I'm writing tomorrow about AFL in my column is that, that I think Bulldog um, and Ray, there are some um, messages that I'd really like to. Well, the fans who have though, Peter Volandi's had a look at the game. There's a lot. But there's a few things rugby league could learn from it. And what I particularly am referring to is the umpiring. And the umpires on the field in AFL game are actually in charge of the game. They don't have anyone in their lug. There's, you know, telling them what to do. There's less interruptions, less stoppages, less nitpicking, less use of the video. And they don't go looking for reasons to penalise players. Bravo. <laughs> no, no, it, it, she flowed that game. 100% buzz. 100%. And, and, Stop nitpicking. And, and look, I, I spoke to a few AFL people there, it's this always, and, and they say it is. Mm. Look, I'm not an AFL expert. I hadn't been to a game for four years, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It doesn't seem Ray as, as defensive as it used to be. There's, there appears to be more attack. Yeah, the, um, the, the, the flooding aspect of the game, which was about 10 years ago, a cancer on the sport. The coaches have managed to work their way around that now, Buzz, so it is much more open, like not like yeah. the old days, but and certainly a lot, a lot better than it was. You know, What I'm saying in this column is give me Latrell, Turbo mm. or Teddy any day of the week over Buddy. That's just my opinion. But there are some lessons we can learn from the game. And the first lesson is put a bomb under the bunker. Mm. It's ruining rugby league as a spectacle. And I didn't fully understand until I got there and witnessed it yesterday, the, the, the other side. Um, the other interesting thing is, as I walked into the cricket ground, and look, I won't mention the guy's name because you'd, um, you'd both know him. But he used to be a mad, mad St. George Illawarra fan. Mad. Used to be at Cogra Jubilee Oval every day, every week in the old days. Went there for years. His home is now the SCG. He loves, he, he prefers that game now. And look, this is, I'm not here to bag rugby league, but what I'm saying is that there are some things in the game that I think are turning fans off, which is the bunker. Too many stoppages. Happened again last night in the South Cronulla game. No way did Cronulla deserve to win that football match. South was so superior, it's not funny, even though they didn't play to their best. But seriously, there are things we can learn from AFL. Buzz, I've been on at the bunker all year about reducing their influence over games, getting them out of the referee's ear and letting the referees get back to refereeing. But I think we're fighting a losing battle because no one seems to want to listen, Buzz. It's really funny, you know, a lot of us want to 
referees back, one to do the ruck, one to do general play. And, you know, Ray, I counted, is it right, six umpires on the field yesterday? Yeah, 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 you're right. They have mm. six umpires, mm. though. But, you know, the game's well shared by them. Mm. And that, because of that, you know, they don't need the video as much. So I'd mm. go back to two refs to start with and then I will. But don't worry, Buzz, there's plenty of AFL controversial moments as well with umpiring all the time and yeah um so it, it's it's not it's not just rugby league that has issues with their their yeah, umpiring and refereeing just, so maybe i'm just too excited mate because yeah. uh, the atmosphere there and next door at alliance it was big time well tell us about alliance but is that the first time you've been there Oh, no, mate, I've been, uh, I think it was the third time okay. I've been there. Okay, all right. But, yeah. mate, it's, it's a great facility. It's mm. not a lot different in the seating arrangements to the old stadium, but um, Bulldog will tell you, he was there last week, the bar areas and the toilets, access to toilets and getting in and out of the place is much better than it used to be. And not sure if it was worth nearly a billion dollars, but, you know, the, the noise, I should have taken the old sound meter to both games because <laughs> it was... It was so loud, both places, you know. Actually, funny you say that, Buzz, because last Monday I rang Les Bridge, who, of course, trains Classic Legend, and he's a massive yeah. South supporter. And I said, oh, did you watch the game yesterday, um, South versus the Roosters, last Sunday? And he said, watch it, I was there. I said, what was it like? And he said, I've been to major sporting events all around the world and nothing compared to the sound of that game last yeah. Sunday. That was off and the charts last Les Sunday, Buzz. Yeah. Sorry? I said we were both there last Sunday for Roosters South. That was off the charts. It was off the charts, atmosphere-wise, for sure. Mm. Crazy stuff. Buzz, in your column today, what's the buzz in the Sunday telly? You've got a lot of good items, as always. But there is one there that took my eye. Johnny Lewis, the famous boxing trainer, appealing to Paul Gallon to retire mm. immediately. Just take us inside that story. Yeah, well, you guys saw the fight. I don't know how many people watched the fight, but Paul Gallen did the double header in Brisbane um, against Ben Hannett and took an hour off and then came out against Justin Hodges, who shocked everyone by knocking Gallen to the ground. Mm. And uh, a lot of people, boxing experts by Johnny Lewis, were left shocked. He didn't think there was that much in the punch. He just wants Gal to finish and finish now. He thinks he's cooked as a fighter, and I agree with him. And, look, he has deteriorated. He was fighting much better quality uh, fighters than uh, ex-footballers, wasn't he, for mm. a long period of time. But <clears throat> there gets to a period where you've just had your time in the sport, and Paul Gallen has been a great asset to the fight game. He's bought new eyeballs to, to help up-and-coming fighters who never got any publicity. But um, Johnny's concerned that even one more fight, and there's mm. talk that he's going to have a Hodges rematch or Junior Paulo or whatever. You know what? He's made a lot of money. He's a wealthy man. I'd, I agree with Johnny. I'd really love to see the great man chuck in the towel. And, um, you know, I, I worry about it, to be honest. Yeah, there's it's a couple of quotes here from Johnny Lewis, which are, are very telling, aren't they, Buzz? This year, he, as in Gallon, has deteriorated as a fighter. Being tough is not enough. He told you that Gowan has slowed up and looks like an old man now. I don't mind telling him, but I don't know if he'll listen. Yeah. And Johnny doesn't normally say those mm. sort of things. You know, he's 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 not a renter quote. He um he, you know, he he rarely does interviews these days. 
But I think he spoke because he, he wanted Gal to see it, get his view. I guess he could have just rung him and told him, but, you know, he's an honest man. When he picked up yep. his phone, he asked you a question. He, he doesn't beat around the bush. Mm. There's the very interesting line with Johnny Lewis. Cost you zero. Remember, who who belted him that it was a fight in England? Uh, Ricky Hatton, was it? Yeah, Ricky yeah. Hatton. Mm. But anyway, Kostya had one multi-million dollar fight left on his Showtime deal. And it would have been a nice superannuation payment, worth yep. millions of dollars. Mm. Johnny said, day, give it away. I don't want to see you get hurt. Mm. You know what he did? He walked away. Yeah. Left a million in the promoter's bank, you know? Mm. And so he's in there with his thoughts on matters like this. Buzz, you've also written in your column today that Nine's ratings have slid dramatically uh, in Brisbane due to the Broncos' late-season collapse. Yeah, that's an interesting one, Dog. Um, we all, the Broncos, what, haven't made the finals since for the last three seasons. Um, since 2017, the Broncos' average audience on free-to-air TV in Brisbane has fallen 39.4%. Now, even when you add nine streaming numbers, because a lot of people like to stream their footy these days, it's still a decrease of 34.4%. The concern for nine, the concern for the NRL, is at the same time, but of a very small base, the AFL has grown 15%. And Channel 7 are very happy about the inroads they're making into Brisbane. So... It's one of the reasons Redcliffe have come into the competition by the Dolphins next year, and I hope they can help the Broncos, the Titans, and all the Queensland teams re-establish <coughs> their um, market share north of the border. Mm. Hey, Buzz, also an interesting column today about the Brad Fittler medal, and unfortunately a lot of the players, they couldn't attend. Um. Ray, I, I, I really feel James Desco. Mm. I, I think when you're a player of his standing in rugby league and you had a great origin series and you get up on stage to accept the very prestigious Fitless medal, there's only one of his teammates there. Mm. You there, mate? Yeah, yeah, I can hear it. It's, it's, it's extraordinary, yeah. I think we I think might have lost Buzz there. That, that, that the is sad because, yeah, because these players are obviously in finals mode yeah. and they just can't get away from get it. There. Yeah. The story you're referring to is Buzz has mm. written a piece saying 21 Blues in yeah. medal no-show. Mm. That's a lot from the Blues yeah, issue. Because still involved in final series and that sort of stuff. Yeah, there's multiple reasons I think why. Buzz is back online. Buzz, you there, mate? You wouldn't believe it. That Tony Adam from Mould just tried to ring me and I tried to <laughs> decline his call. Which well, I, shoo him away. <laughs> I tried to decline his call, but I hit you guys decline instead. Don't, that, doesn't, he, doesn't the Mould realise our rating spike when you're on Buzz? Well, he's obviously not listening. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the Brad Fittler medal and, and there's reasons why most of Teddy's teammates couldn't attend. Oh, there were, Ray. Um, mm. But look, it's still disappointing to only see Jake. Mm. Turbo there, wasn't it? Yeah. And look, the Penrith players, the seven of them, had their own presentation night on, and and so did Jack White and at Canberra. There are other players involved in the finals this weekend, and there's a COVID risk in an audience of, um, what, 500? Mm-hmm. But look, the New South Wales Rugby League sell tables to corporates for a night to mingle with the stars, and they didn't turn up. And I think there are a few players who 
have finished their commitments with their clubs, are still in Sydney and um, haven't gone away on holidays. I think they could have been there just to support Teddy, to support the night, to support the sponsors who at the end of the day pay their salary. There's got to be a solution to this one, Mm. Buzz. I'm not sure what it is on face value, but it's got to be fixed. I just don't think you can have an awards night. For such a prestigious uh, team, the New South Wales State of Origin team, and have two players turn up. Look, a few people told me, I didn't put in the story, I didn't want to embarrass him, but look, I I don't think James Tedesco, he wasn't, not that he wasn't happy, uh, unhappy, but he was just a little bit disappointed. I get that. Do do you aim that, uh, and you can't really aim your disappointment at a lot of the players, I think there's half a dozen more should have been there, Hmm. but I think the New South Wales Rugby League have got to look at their calendar and find a date where every single New South Wales player turns up to one of their Brad Fittler medalists. I really do. Mm, now, Buzz, before you go... Yes, dog, you... Our panel operator today is a yes. lovely bloke called Nick Kunyak, a very good mm. friend of our shows. He's trawled back yesterday <laughs> and he found something in the archives from, I think it's 1992... Take a listen to this, Buzz. Phil Rothfield very quickly. How long to go there at Belmore? Well, we've got 15 minutes to go, Ray, and it's still Canterbury 24, Brisbane 20. Hold on, Miz. Brisbane going for a try. Hancock, the referee, just waiting for his decision now. Here's Lee moving into the kick. He puts it towards the upright. It's there. Well, excitement of plenty. Penrith 12, Balmain 8. Phil Rothfield, is it a try or not? It certainly is. Graham Annesley can solve his touch charge. He's awarded the try to Michael Hancock near the touchline. So it's now Canterbury and Brisbane. 24 all. Phil Rothfield sounding a bit like Pondamatasa there. <laughs> oh, Busby, great stuff. Great stuff, Billy. You know what? You know what? There used to be a lot of pressure doing around the grounds because there was no internet. There was no apps on your mobile phone. There was no television coverage of every game. And so many people relied on you being reasonably accurate. And look, I've never claimed to be a radio guru. But I just did my best job that day. Um, you did a great job. I'm not being critical. <laughs> yeah. I think Ray appreciated it, it too. Good. No. What year was it? 1992 or three. 30 years ago, I reckon, Buzz. 92, oh, Phil. Yeah. Wow. Where does time go? Yeah. Graham Annesley, eh? Got yeah. one right. The old... <laughs> got one right. <laughs> hey, Buzz, we can't let you go. We're into the prelim final stage now. Um, let's get your thoughts on next Friday night, North Queensland versus Parramatta. And then you saw South Sydney beat your Sharkies. How are they shaping up against Penrith next Saturday night at a core stadium? Um, aren't they going to be both super-duper mm. footy games? Excuse you asked for a tip early, Ray. Very hard <laughs> to do the form overnight. But Fair look, enough. Um, what I saw from Parramatta the other night was just spectacular. And I heard you guys talking about Mitchell Moses earlier. I think it was his finest game for the club. And if he turns up to Townsville with the same boots and attitude and I think Parra can win. I really do. I think he's a great halfback. He's obviously behind. There's great halfbacks across the comp, but he's right up there with the best of them. Very, very happy for the Eels. Very happy for Brad Arthur. Mm. I think they can win. There you go. And Penrith and South? Oh, geez. This is a really, really hard game. You know what? I'd love to see a Penrith-Parra grand final, the Battle of the West. But look, you cannot deny this South Sydney side and where they've come from at the bottom end of the final series. I think they're going to have to improve 
substantially on last night. They, I thought their ball, ball control was poor. Um, if Latrell can do something special and Cody, I think they're a chance. I, I think it's an even money bet, Ray. I'll, mm. I'll make a tip later in the week. Fair enough. Yeah. Buzz, before you go, our talk topic today, your brush with fame. Sporting I threw up, fame. Sporting, sporting fame. fame. Yeah. I threw up many Muhammad Ali interviewing Joe Frazier, Keanu Reeves. Ray had Roger Federer. You've been very worldly in your career, Phil. Who would be the person that you've met that stuck with you for, for the rest of your life? I'll never forget when I was a young and I was invited out onto a harbour cruise, and it was a really exclusive harbour cruise when the West Indies were here. Mm. And I was with Viv Richards and Joel Garner just for an afternoon having a beer with them, and it was just unbelievable. How about that? When they were megastars, uh, weren't they? There's one story I did that sticks in my mind when I sat in Sir Alex Ferguson's office with a schoolboy who... Uh, from Western Sydney, who was now at school at Manchester. His name was Mark Bosnich. was 1989 having a one-on-one with Sir Alex Ferguson, who is arguably the greatest coach in, or manager or whatever you call it, in any sport in any across the planet, you know. So that was a great moment too. Buzz, that's hard to beat. That's hard to beat. Yeah, we'll Alex. let you go. Hey, Buzz, always got to one up us, don't you? Phil? No, that's fair enough. No, you did ask him, so he's he's, he's always got to end with a win, doesn't he? <laughs> no, good on you, Buzz. Can't wait for the prelim finals this weekend and go the Swannies in the GF. Good on you guys.